Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Blaze Radio Network. And now, chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher. All right, so the news came out today. There's the new Forbes richest Americans. And of course, at, uh, you know, number one is the man himself, Elon. All right, and then you look at Jeff Bezos is number two. Uh, Jeff Bezos is number two, and he only has $161 billion he's worth, according to Forbes. And then Warren Buffett, uh, Larry Ellison is number three, Buffett is four, Larry Page is five, Bill Gates is six. Woo, slipping a little bit, Bill. Uh, probably gave too much to the old ex. Uh, Sergey Brin, uh, Zuckerberg is left. Zuckerberg, man, holy cow, $106 billion. He's like nothing now. Ha! <laughs> Uh, Steve Ballmer has uh, the the top nine are all over a hundred billion, and then you've got you know Michael Bloomberg at tenth with ninety six billion, and then it drops down. Michael Dell is seventy one point five billion, and downward we go to the Walton family and the rest. However, uh, this story comes out today with Elon worth, according to Forbes, two hundred and fifty one billion dollars. Holy cow! It could not come out really at a worse time for Elon. Now, we all knew that he was worth, you know, a couple hundred billion or at least close to that. About $251 billion? Wow. Well, Grimes is now suing. Remember her? Uh, you know, the mother to a couple of his kids. Uh, she is now suing Elon, <laughs> saying, uh, he won't let me see my son. And uh, I want to see my son, and I want some money for it too. Okay, I mean, she posted on X, and according to this story, of course, that's the site formerly known as Twitter. Uh, she's pursuing some sort of legal action. Uh, tell Elon to let me see my son, or please respond to my lawyer. That's what she xed. Wow. Okay. Now, uh, and uh, the lawsuit was filed the 29th of just uh, about four or five days ago in California. It's meant to establish the child's legal parents when their parents are not married. Okay, so a petition to determine parental relationship. And there, it can also be used to seek child support, expenses, with pregnancy and custody. So he's worth $251 billion. Grimes is going to get some cash. Elon, what are you doing, man? But I did not know that... Uh, Musk and Grimes had their first son in 2020. They had a daughter via surrogate in 2021, a few months after breaking up. So the surrogate obviously was, uh, you know, in the middle of the pregnancy, and then they broke up. Now, according to this biography by Isaacson, Walter Isaacson, who has a biography on Musk, he claims in the biography that Musk that Musk had a third child in 2022, and that was with Grimes. Then he also had twins with one of the executives at Neuralink. (laughs) So he's taking care of some business with an executive at Neuralink, 
And he didn't tell Grimes about the twins when they were born. That is awesome. Elon, busy taking care of spreading the love. I know. Hey. All right. Listen, we're a little busy putting chips in monkeys' brains. But hey, watch it slide on over here. I know. That's what's happening. Okay. So somebody is going to be paying somebody some money. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Okay, this headline is not correct. Uh, The headline is self-driving car mows down woman leaving her trapped underneath the vehicle. Okay, so that is not really what happened. Okay. (laughs) Now, the woman, talk about having a bad day. Uh, She's walking in uh, San Francisco and she was hit. She was hit by a co- another car driven by a nasty human, I might add. So this nasty human who then drove away. So it was a hit and run. He drives into this lady and she flies underneath the rear axle of the autonomous vehicle. And now the vehicle stop, tries to stop and does not move after that. But the lady's already trapped underneath the car and they had to use the jaws of life and get her out from underneath this uh, self-driving car because she's stuck under the car now that's not the that's not the driverless car's fault i know we're all against you know i'm not saying we're all against i know we all hate the driverless cars really this makes a case for more driverless cars and less humans driving because uh now they they don't even know they have some pictures from the cameras from the self-driving car and possibly some other uh, video from around the neighborhood. But uh, they didn't have, you know, since there were no drivers or any passengers, they don't know, uh, you know, exactly how it all took place. They just know that uh, she was hit by one car. She was struck by the car driven by the human and then launched directly in front of the uh av (laughs) and so then she's stuck under the car that is having a bad day okay that is having a bad day now san francisco said uh the autonomous vehicle remained at the scene following the crash yeah no kidding (laughs) was it gonna run that was gonna run off too it was a hit and run hit and run or a hit hit run run Whatever it was, but they uh, used rescue tools to retrieve her. And uh, it says here, first responders were on the scene within 60 seconds of the dispatch. So as soon as they got the call, they were there as fast as humanly possible. So good luck. Uh, good luck to what's happening with uh, between humans and self-driving cars. But uh, that's not the self-driving car's fault at all. And in fact... The self-driving car stopping, did it save her? I don't know. I mean, maybe if it had, you know, a human may have continued on a little ways, and so it would have driven over her. That might have, well, it may have hurt her worse, or it may have saved her. Either way, you could quote me on that. It may have hurt her worse, or it may have saved her. Not quite sure. But we know that it just stopped. It was like, whoa, that's not what's supposed to happen. 
and it stopped. So be on the lookout, man. Don't be on the lookout for the the, the driverless taxis, man. Be on the lookout for those cars driven by those nasty humans. Speaking of nasty humans, uh, we're just finding out about this now. Uh, it happened back in 2019. Apparently, there was a woman who allegedly suffered severe injuries, including vaginal lacerations, for what's being described as a wedgie uh, in the lawsuit because of a water slide ride at Disney World. Okay. So Emma McGinnis is seeking more than $50,000 in damages. Now, I would say if you're going to sue Disney, 50000 please. Uh, there's got to be a lot more than that. If you're going to sue Disney, make it hurt so that they want to settle. 50000 that's pocket change. But, I mean, Iger walks around with 50000 for lunch. Kidding me? So she was rushed to the hospital in 2019. Apparently, she took the ride down the Humunga Kawabunga water slide. And man, who doesn't love that? The Humunga Kawabunga water slide at Disney's Typhoon Lagoon and suffered gynecologic injuries from a wedgie. Uh, I'm not a fan of that. I, I would not. I don't want that happening on my man parts, let alone woman parts. It's possible I have both. You can't, don't judge me. So she neared the end of the slide. Her body lifted up. She became airborne. She was slammed then downward against the slide, which increased the likelihood of her legs becoming uncrossed or otherwise exposing herself to injury in using the slide. The image, no, that's no, not on the slide. No, she's not. Well, at this time, she's not. Maybe in the beginning. Maybe in the beginning, she's like, oh, hey, cowabunga. But no, not, not, not now. All right, so then the impact of the slide uh, and her impact into the standing water at the bottom of the slide caused the clothing to be forced between her legs and the water to be violently forced inside her. I mean, holy cow. She experienced immediate and severe pain internally. She stood up. Blood began rushing from between her legs. I hope that they... You know, maybe paused some of the slides at the old Cowabunga. Uh, here we got a lady bleeding down here at the bottom of the Cowabunga slide. Maybe we tell those people up top to take a pause for a little bit. Okay, so she's a 30-year-old woman. She was rushed to the hospital. Then they took her to a second hospital to repair her gynecologic injuries by a specialist. Wow. Uh, the lawsuit alleged that the water at the bottom of the slide can push loose garments into a person's anatomy, an event known as a wedgie. Yeah, uh, yes, we, we're aware of that, and I'm pretty sure you're aware of that when you get ready to slide down humunga kawabunga. Uh, you pretty much know that, but, you know, she, I guess we don't expect to have gynecological is injuries the, at the end of kawabunga. So she suffered severe and permanent bodily injury, severe vaginal lacerations, a full thickness laceration, causing the plaintiff's bowel to protrude through her abdominal wall, abdominal, uh, abominable wall, and damage her internal organs. 
Disney needs to pay a lot more than $50,000, man. Do I think they should close down the... What's the name of it again? The Kumunga Kawabunga. Do I think they should close that down? No. Everyone is aware, and this I'm sure this was a you know a very freak accident, but it's well worth more than $50,000, man. Holy cow. To do that kind of damage as you're coming down the Humunga Kawabunga, nobody wants that. Nobody wants it. We don't wish that on anyone. So I hope she, I hope everyone gets what they deserve for that. This happened down in 2019. Oh, wow. This is still ongoing. I cannot believe that Disney hasn't said, hey, here's half a million dollars. Sign here. Have a nice day. We're sorry. We hope, you know, here you go. And by the way, you're banned from Humonga Kalabunga. <laughs> you're not going down the slide anymore, okay? We've got your face. Uh, yeah, it's up on the board at the top. So if they see you at the top of Humonga Kalabunga, we're not letting you slide down it, okay? In fact, your entire family is not sliding down the old Humonga Kalabunga. Maybe they don't want to. Would you want to? If you were part of Emma McGinnis's family, no, you would not. But fifty grand—that's—I mean, that—that's seriously, that's Iger's lunch money. Let's let's get this worked out. What are we even doing? All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. <laughs> Rumor has it that Netflix is going to raise its prices. Again, once the strike is over, they're waiting for the actors and writers strike. Now, the writer strike just ended, but the actor strike is still on uh, to formally end. Uh, people familiar with the matter informed it that Netflix will probably launch its price hike in the U.S. and Canada. I wouldn't confirm how much prices will increase or when the increases will start. And of course, uh, you know Netflix has not commented on the story. I, I think this is—I think this is uh, Netflix seeing the reaction, getting you know, throwing. Yeah, you know, we're thinking about raising the prices after the strike, and we'll see if there's an uproar. And if there's no, if there's no, if nobody says anything, you know what? We can raise our prices. Go ahead, because they're shutting down. They stopped the DVD service, right? And they let they actually instead of selling the DVDs or whatever. They told the people who ordered the DVDs, keep them. That's what was reported. Um, so I feel like this is just them testing the waters. It's dipping the old Netflix toe in the, hey, we're going to raise our prices again. Uh, I want to go on record as saying, no, enough is enough. Okay? No. You're charging me enough as it is. You're one of the most, you're, I think, except for maybe Hulu, you're one of the only profitable TV streaming services. So how about you calm down with your raising the price a little bit, okay? On the on the ad-free subscription. You know, how do you charge more for your ads on your ad subscriptions? There's an idea. I'm not invited to the meetings. So I'm just throwing it out there. So be on the lookout. And uh, if you want to, you know, email Netflix or reach out to them on social media. You know, let's say you use the app formerly known as Twitter X. Well, you reach out to at Netflix and say, 
hey, here you're thinking about a price hike. How about no? In fact, I may X that today myself, as a matter of fact. Hey, in fact, I, I should just type it out right now. Rumor has it. You're thinking about raising your prices after the strike is over. How about no? Have a good day at Netflix. Ugh, can't take it. Oh, oh, hey, it is a good day, though, for those of you that like tacos. Okay. So Taco Bell has a $10 Taco Lover's Pass that you can get exclusively on their app through today. Today is 10 4. 10 4, good buddy. Today is 10 4, uh, 2023. So it started yesterday. Oh, man, I missed it. I could have done it yesterday. So what you do is you pay $10, and that gives you a choice of one of seven tacos a day for the next 30 days. That's not bad. Because even if you were to get, say you don't do the weekends, you get five. You know, five taco, taco a day during the week. That's not bad. Uh, that seems like a pretty good deal. And if you're in, you know, if you have a kid, you just pull in. Shut up. Here's the taco. <laughs> it's your free app taco and uh, the taco lovers pass badge. So the okay, so here we go. You get the soft taco, soft taco supreme, spicy potato soft taco, ugh. Nacho cheese Doritos Locos tacos, nacho cheese Doritos Locos tacos supreme. Crunchy Taco or Crunchy Taco Supreme. So you get one of those, and that's pretty good. I mean, that's a pretty good deal for 10 bucks. That really is. Have fun. Sad thing is, you're going to go through there, and there's no way you're just getting the one taco. He's going to go, Yeah, I got my taco lover's pass here for one taco. Go ahead and give me four. That's the regular tacos. Go ahead and give me four. Yeah, throw, you know what? Throw in some fries with that cheese dip, too. They, I mean, for a while, they took those fries away. I was, I was a little pissed. They're back now, though, I think. It's been a while. I've been to Taco Bell in a while. But when they first came out with the little spicy fries and the cheese dip, uh, that was world class. And then I, well, the next time I went to Taco Bell, I ordered them, and they said, no, we don't have those anymore. What am I even doing on the Taco Bell line? I didn't have my Taco Lover's Pass or anything. Thank you. I'm out. Be well. Oh, well, all right. Give me a couple more tacos just for the heck of it. But I'm mad about getting them without the fries. Okay. And maybe I can order some more tacos. I wouldn't even have to worry about the old taco lovers pass if uh, I win the lotto. All right. So uh, no one won the Mega Millions last night. So it goes up to $350 million with $155.9 million cash payout. That drawing is Friday night. The 6th of October, 2023. I think I said 10-4, and then I called it September. I just thought, in my head, I'm thinking, I think I said 10-4, 2023, and then I, I think I said September. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's October. Get over it. And uh, then uh, tonight, 10-4, <laughs> uh, is $1.2 billion uh, for the Powerball, which is, yeah, I know. I know, $551.7 million cash payout. Let's take a moment and think about what you could do with $551.7 million. 
Yeah, go ahead and throw a couple extra tacos in there. I'll take that. No problem. Don't worry about it. Okay, so Fat Bear Week has started. Uh, thankfully, since the, we didn't get the looming government shutdown, uh, we were able to have Fat Bear Week continue at Katmai National Park. Uh, so today begins the voting, and uh, you can start out with 428 versus 806 spring cubs, and then uh, they have 402 versus 901. And if you look at the chart, you can see you know what bears are coming up and who's going to win as far as the brackets go. We do know that 747 has won the last couple of years, and 747 is a monster. Uh, when you look at the pictures of what he looked like in the beginning of July and what he looked like a month ago, I mean, he's probably barely moving now uh, at the end of, of at, on 10 4. <laughs> so 747 may very well win again. I mean, he may be the Fat Bear champion for, uh, you know, the third year. Uh, so we'll we'll see what happens. I don't want to, you know, I'm not going to prejudge the brackets or voting. But uh, in today's votes, between 402 and 901, I think I'm voting for 402. And I'm also voting for uh, 806 Spring Cup. So uh, we'll see how that works out uh, when we look at the brackets tomorrow to see if my votes uh, are with the others. I'm going to attempt to vote here, but according to the website, it says that I have to click on the picture of the bear that I want to vote for. I've done that. It doesn't do what it said it was going to do. So I could spend a bunch more time trying to vote. But I don't have it because I wanted to talk to you. So you, of course, have plenty of time in your day. So just go to Explore Fat Bear Week and get to the charts and vote for the fattest bear in the brackets. Okay? All right, I'll let you know who won. Here we go again. Uh, we've got uh, the the actors still on strike. Uh, we have uh, UAW still. Are they still back? Did they sign a deal yet? No. No, they're still striking. Uh, they, but they haven't done it. They haven't shut down the entire automotive industry yet, have they? No, but they're getting close. Well, we have another strike uh, that started today. And it's supposed to only last for three days. They just want to make their point. Uh, so it's a health care strike. More than 75,000 workers employed by Kaiser Permanente. Uh, one of the largest nonprofit healthcare providers in the U.S. plan to walk off the job for three days, starting today. Healthcare workers across the industry are experiencing challenges, which they always have. Um, which Kaiser acknowledged in response to the looming strike. Is that the only word? The looming strike. Well, it's not looming anymore because it happened. According to the statement by the company, up to two thirds of healthcare staff everywhere are burnt out that's exasperated by the issues kaiser employee unions say they're striking over including acute staffing shortages short staffing is a common problem in healthcare, but union members say that it has worsened between the pandemic and the great resignation i didn't know about the great resignation 
I did not know about that, but that's a thing. And patient safety is in danger. Well, I mean, that's a fact. Uh, The union wants what it describes as competitive compensation that accounts for the increased cost of living. That's what everybody wants. That's what everyone wants. Everyone wants competitive compensation that accounts for the increased cost of living. Good luck with that, by the way. Uh, A $25 an hour wage floor and increases between 6.25% and 7% over the next four years. That's not that much. Um, I mean, most nurses are doing way more than that. What are we talking about? 25 bucks an hour. Spit on $25 an hour if I'm a nurse. I mean, you could not work for this company and just be on call and make $50, $60, $70 an hour, be a home health nurse. I mean, there's a lot of ways to go. Uh, so this company may be in a little trouble. Kaiser said that they pay, uh, a, a, the, Kaiser insists it pays a cromulent wage, a cromulent wage, they just wanted to use a big word. It just means sufficient, adequate. It's a cromulent. Okay, thanks, Kaiser. Calm down a little bit, okay? Uh, and claims of being, uh, they denied claims of being short-staffed, saying it hired 22,000 people already this year. That doesn't necessarily mean they're working, but okay. Uh, so you're looking at the, they have 13 million patients under their care. Uh, so physicians, hospitals, and emergency rooms, uh, they claim are not going to be impacted. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, they, we've reduced some staff at some of our facilities just to, you know, for support roles and stuff because of the looming strike, but we are, uh, everything is, everything is cromulent. So we're fine. Okay. Everything is cromulent. Give <laughs> me a break. Anyway, I hope everybody gets what they want. Oh, that's what, that's my wish for uh, all peoples. Uh, I hope everyone gets what they want. It is interesting, though, to me, how the union and the company, the union mentions, uh, you know, the great resignation, which happened, I don't know, because of people didn't want to be forced into taking something uh, just to work for a company. And so perhaps, perhaps, had the old Kaiser Permanente company said, uh, you know what, and I don't know that they did, to be honest, I don't know, but I'm guessing since the union was talking about the great resignation, they did. Uh, is that uh, perhaps they needed? They should have changed that. Took a you know a little bit of a stand, uh, but no, but no. So we don't want to talk about that. It's got nothing to do with that. First of all, what am I even talking about? So I don't think that they have caught this python in the old Burntwood trailer park in Oklahoma, but maybe they have. By the time you hear this, maybe they have. Uh, but an, they hired an expert to go in and try to get the python that's been uh, terrorizing this trailer park neighborhood for around five months. So I guess I guess people have been missing cats. Eh, what happened to 
What happened to a little furry? I don't know. I don't know what happened to furry. But uh, furry ain't coming back. Okay. <laughs> furry ain't coming back. So, I mean, they apparently this uh, python's been eating possums and rats, which which I like. I like. And cats. Eh. Eh. I mean, it hasn't eaten a kid yet. Oh, what do you want? So staff at the mobile home park uh, told residents, be on the lookout. Uh, they brought in a guy. They're going to take care of it. All right, we're looking to do it. So uh, the, the the what they're worried about is, that, you know, if it you know, wraps around some little kid. Are there a lot of kids at the old Burnt Run trailer park? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but uh, you can't have small children or pets going near this thing. Okay, well, keep your pets away. All right? Don't let the pets run wild in the trailer park to begin with. All right? So, Red Beard Wildlife Control, and I'm sure they're a fine organization, uh, was hired and started to check out the snake last week. So it's been a week. Uh, Red Beard, uh, you need to hop sink, bro. What are you doing? Okay. Uh, he said that it had been around the area since June and had survived since then. Thank you. So we're using our thermal camera to find out that uh, where it could be and find the outline of them. So they believe that this python has been living under this one trailer. And they know which trailer it is, too, because it probably belongs to that guy. We don't like that guy in our trailer park, okay? So, okay. So just be on the look, be on the lookout for the python in your trailer park. And I guess it survived underneath that one particular trailer park. Or that trailer. <laughs> According to this... The snake is like 13 feet long. It's an albino python, and it's got a bicep that, uh, uh, I don't know, it's as big as Mike Tyson's bicep, is what we're told in the story. And the snake is like Mike Tyson's bicep and 13 feet long. That's, that's what he said. That's what my man said at uh, Red Beard Wildlife Control. So... Okay. All right. Good luck. Uh, I hope they, I hope they catch it. I want to see what they catch. I will say that I know it's a trailer park, and you got maybe you have kids running around, and you got, you know they've already lost Fluffy. Nobody cares about the possums or the rats, but you don't want little Fluffy the cat and uh, or little Purry. Fluffy's the dog. You don't want you don't want to lose Fluffy, but Purry the cat, you're fine. Don't worry about it. We don't care that the python got Purry. But if you're, if I'm living in Burntwood trailer park in Oklahoma and they tell me, yeah, we've got a Python, uh, in the neighborhood, I'm going hunting, I'm going hunting. Uh, and I'm telling you, and you know, I know we don't want to be shooting up people's trailers, <laughs> but if we know that it's actually underneath that one trailer, uh, sorry about it, Bill. Uh, you should have realized you had a python underneath there, and uh, we are coming at you, okay? I mean, I'm going hunting. So maybe we just let that happen at the old Burntwood Estates. No? We shouldn't do that? We should capture it? All right, whatever you want. Whatever you want. I'm going to tell you, though, after the next purry gets eaten, 
we're going hunting. So if you live in Portland, um, don't call 911. Unless, of course, there uh, is a risk of death. Otherwise, we don't want to hear from you. All right? We don't want to hear it. We got too, we're too busy. <laughs> we don't want to hear it. Commissioner Renee Gonzalez told uh, the locals that its emergency service hotline was overwhelmed with people calling about fentanyl overdoses. Well, isn't that risk of death? So, I mean, I got it. Your neighborhoods have been overrun with crime, homelessness, and drugs since the pandemic. You're the sanctuary city. You're the one that was all for it. Anyway, and and then uh, Renee, I don't know if it's a he or she, so we'll just go with he. It's probably a he, R-E-N-E. Despite pouring funds into relief initiatives. Yeah, everybody's getting a bunch of money, but nothing is getting done. So don't call 911 unless there's a risk of death. If he's already dead, yeah, 911, yeah, I got a guy on the street here. Looks like he's dead. Click. Uh, we're not taking those calls. Oh, okay. All right. So, yeah, we're taking overwhelmed with people calling about members of the public suffering fentanyl overdoses. So, I mean, Oregon decriminalized all this stuff. If you're involved in an overdose, that is risk of death. So, I'm confused, Renee Gonzalez. When do you want us to call? Um, our 911 system is getting hammered this morning with multiple person incident and multiple overdoses in Northwest Park blocks. Okay. Um, please do not call 911 except in the event of life, death, emergency, or crime in progress. Or a chance of apprehending suspect. And here's another number to call. So listen, if you, unless you're about ready to die or you know, a fentanyl overdose, we don't care about them really. They're good. And it's a risk of death. Yeah, but call the other number. Yeah, no, no, man. They already, I mean, they're already at a place. Somebody, somebody already called 911 if you're hearing that. And I guarantee you are not hearing that from the streets of Portland. There's no way, man. We're, I mean, I guess if they come and they narc on you, uh, clear, boom, get you going again. And then uh, once you just <gasps> start breathing again, they're gone. They're not taking you to the hospital because you're on the street corner, OD'd from whatever drug you took. Wow, that's so sad what is happening to so many cities and so many people across America. It really is sad. Uh, and no matter how sad you are, don't call 911. Don't do it. Okay, we're sick of hearing from you. Uh, just, I, are, you, are, you, are you an eminent threat right now, or what is this? Oh, no, my, my car was just robbed. Is there a chance to catch the people? No, they're long gone. All right, then how about you shut your face Call this number. Don't call this. Leave me alone, all right? We got a, we got other problems. I know, but I was just robbed from my car. Tough. Tough, okay? I, we're, I mean, we're, we're concerned.
that you got robbed. We just got to get we got to disconnect on this line and call the other line. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I, I I honestly I don't have the answers, but whew, I mean, when you think about we are losing so many people to overdose deaths all over this country. And I mean, they're talking in Portland. They're talking about uh, the where people were seen snorting cocaine who suffered overdoses uh, that was laced with fentanyl. Uh, so those eight people overdosed. Uh, four people were rushed to the hospital. Yeah, so they did rush them to the, some of them to the hospital. Wow, it's awful nice. Who pays for all of that? Ah, uh, Portland does, and you do with your taxes, and that's the money that Renee is talking about. It's going into these services that's doing nothing. 529 arrests made for drug and narcotic offenses. I thought it was legal. Um, The number of murders in Portland since January currently sits at 59. I mean, if you wanted to be a a serial killer uh, and just enjoyed killing people, let's just say you were that type of person, wouldn't you go to one of these cities because nobody cares? You could take take your pick. No one cares. We're, I mean, one person might say, what happened to Fred? Uh, you know, Fred and I used to smoke uh, crack together. And then you just think he died or he went away and it's over. Uh, it's just amazing. I mean, it, it is definitely a humanitarian crisis. And I, I don't have the answers for the homeless issue, for the drug issue, but something has to be done. Something has to be done. Maybe we start with closing the border. There you go. That's what we can do. We can start with that. You take one step at a time. Uh, and the first step would be to shut down the border. Then we'll move, we'll go from there. Oh, well, amazing. I did have a plan. Call me. Not on 911, though. All right, I hope that this uh, this news is because someone followed the chewing the fat rules. Okay, uh, the Rio Grande Valley beach had some unexpected items wash up. Yes, uh, they had twenty five bricks of cocaine on the shore uh, wash up, and I would like to believe that there were actually thirty, and that some. <laughs> Someone took the five and then turned in the other 25 and said, there you go. Look at this. Wow. Really bad, huh? So 75 pounds in weight have a street value of $2.3 million. The Border Patrol at the Rio Grande Valley sector said, uh, hey, we also found another brick over there on Padre Island, too. Oh, okay. Uh, Remember, we had the cocaine wash up in uh, last year. Uh, in three different Galveston beaches. I mean, there's never been a better time to follow the chewing the fat rules of taking them, taking a little, you're taking your cut, you're walking along the beach. I mean, I realize that the DEA agent who was being uh, interviewed about this because a woman walking the shores near Beaumont was looking for seashells uh, that was the last time. Remember, that was a lady. She was looking for seashells. Oh, yeah. 
And so she found some cocaine instead. So, I, you know, the rules are, you know, you got to take your cut. Hello. And then you turn it in because you're the guy. You turn it in or the woman. You turn it in. So this particular DEA agent, unnamed in this story, uh, said that uh, beachgoers uh, should not touch the suspicious packages found on the shore. Oh, okay. Thanks for that. Appreciate it. Okay, so there's another 25, another 25 bricks that they that they've uh, they're just finding washing up on shore. I hope that there was at least. Well, I don't want anybody to break the law. I don't want to. I don't want to advocate people breaking the law. As you, if you pick up something off the beach, you don't know what it is. That's not breaking the law. You just out walking the beach. You pick it up, and then uh, you know when there's a bunch more, and they realize, hey, that was a uh, cocaine. You don't know what you picked up was cocaine. You just have it in the trunk of your car waiting to get home. See what's in it. (laughs) And make sure you open it and rewrap it so it doesn't have that cartel wrapping on it. Okay, that's another helpful hint from me. You're welcome. The cartels have their own little insignias that you don't want no part of. Okay? So, just a helpful hint from me. There are other rules to follow. I had this, and my wife says, well, I, I could live here. And I, first of all, I'm like, no, you couldn't. But there's a list of rules that was sent out to residents. And I don't know where this is. I don't know what HOA this is. I don't know if it's a trailer park in Oklahoma. I don't know where it is. But it's funny, which makes me think it's not real. Okay. But it says, dear residents, due to the recent actions of a specific tenant, we've been forced to update our community rules. Please find these new rules below. Number one, no trash bags placed outside your door. Number two, no loud music after 10 p.m. What are we, an old folks home? Number three, no yodeling at any time. I I, I do agree with that. Uh, No yodeling at any time. Do not feed the squirrels nachos. I don't know why we're being so specific on the nachos. Uh, do Do not change the sign for the fitness center so it reads fatness center. Why? Come on, that's funny. That's funny stuff. Do not pull out the uh, Ouija cards and threaten to send residents the, to the shadow realm. Is that the Ouija? Is it Ugo? Is that the game? Yeah, it's Ouija. That's what I thought. Yeah, the Ouija board. Yeah, duh. That's what I said. The shadow realm, though. I didn't know you could do that with the Ouija board. Okay, because I'm have to go back to my Ouija board training. Do not climb. Uh, other people's balconies while drunkenly yelling, I am Spider-Man. <laughs> That's probably pretty good advice. No zip lines. Okay. Uh, number nine, do not place rent checks in a bear trap outside the rental office. <laughs> do not make rent checks out to you greedy mother effers. I mean, Okay. Do not yell at the moon. Now you're starting to get a little now you're starting to get a little bossy. Number twelve, do not enter the laundry room in a mask and attempt to wrestle other residents. Oh yeah, okay, in a wrestling mask. Uh, do not no trick or treating unless you are a kid and it's Halloween. I mean that's a little restrictive. Uh, do not yell order up and throw hot dogs at people as they walk past your window. Uh, that's funny business right there. That's hilarious. Do not attach basketball hoops above resident doors 
knock and then dunk on them when they answer. <laughs> uh, not funny. None of it is funny. Uh, moving forward, failure to abide by these rules will be grounds for eviction. Thank you, management. It's too good. I don't think it's real. It's not real, but it's damn funny. And I can tell you right now that I will use the order up throwing hot dogs at people. That is hilarious. I kind of like the fatness center too, but it should be fat shaming. Come to think of it. No, I don't like it. <laughs> There's no way that's real. Right? Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.